have a word of prayer. We're going to drop into chapter 4, what I call tonight um, uncivilization and how it began. Father, we come before your throne to hear your word. We're looking at your word in the beginning, the foundations of all that you've laid before us. Father, help us to hear, help us to see. Father, help us to understand man a little more. And Father, let us draw upon your word, your word alone. In Christ's name, amen. New American Standard translates it this way. Verse 1, chapter 4. Now the man, that would be Adam, had relations. Some of your translations may say he knew his wife Eve. And they conceived, and she conceived, and because they can't. She does, and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. Okay? The word Cain means have gotten. I've got one. Okay, why? Because God said that by your seed, you will bruise the serpent's head, he will bruise his heel. Okay, so Adam and Eve were already conscious and cognitive of, hey, guess what? Redemption is coming. So they have their first child and guess what? Got him. And we'll name him Cain. All right, I have gotten. It is begotten of me. And, and I like the way they kind of throw that in there. With the help of the Lord. How many times have you and I done that? Nothing has really changed, brothers and sisters. That's what I want you to understand. We go out and we, we, we fill out our credit application and, and we're getting ready to buy a house or whatever we're getting ready to do, buy a car or, you know, I'm looking at buying a motorcycle or something like that. We fill that out and we sign our little name down there and we pass it in there and we hand it to the guy and the guy goes, and they go talk to some invisible force somewhere and they come back and, and you say, well, I've prayed about it and all the rest of it. They come back and say, you've been approved and we're all set to go and we say, thank you, Lord. Don't we? Really? Did he have anything to do with it? Okay. Um, I, I have seen people who have conceived. Oh, I wasn't supposed to get pregnant. Boom, I'm pregnant. Thank you, Lord. Well, you know what? If a man and a woman come together enough times, and <laughs> guess what happens? Well, the womb is, okay, fine. I've heard people tell me that on a regular basis. The womb is the Lord. And it just produced like little puppies. And I said, you know what? Abstinence makes that stop. Okay, you're not Catholic nor Mormon. Okay, God doesn't, you know, because I've heard people say, well, you know, blessed is the man who has a quiver full. If the man can't shoot, it ain't going to do him any good. Okay, I mean, if you got a quiver full of arrows, you ain't got no bow, what good are you? Right? At some point, you want to launch them little quivers. Right? I do. Okay, some of you are not at the age to understand that yet. Um, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm, getting, I'm building my bow. <laughs> and I'm going to pull them back and let her fly. Why? See, bye-bye. That gives a whole new meaning. I shot an arrow into the air, and I don't even care where it goes. Okay? Be real careful about this. All right, because it says here she had a child. Then in verse two, it says, and again, she gave birth to his brother, Abel. And Abel 
was a keeper of flocks and Cain was a tiller of the ground. Uh, and to use today's vernacular, one was a rancher and one was a farmer. Okay, please note that. You'll get in trouble if you find somebody who raises cows and you call him a farmer. Don't do it. Okay? Don't, I'm telling you ahead of time. If they raise sheep and you call them a farmer, you're going to get punished for it. The word able means breath. Some translations will call it vanity. Okay? Why? There's a realization of the curse. Why? What was the curse on the woman? She's going to have pain and childbirth. She's had two. What do you suppose? Wow. Huh? I'd say, ooh, ow, ooh, ooh. Right? I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't endured it to enough. I, I remember sitting one time at the birth of my daughter and there was this monitor and it had this little line that went across it. And when the line peaked, that was a lot of pain. And then when it went down, it was a little pain, a lot of pain. And it was measuring the contractions. And it was really funny because when I looked at the line and it was kind of flat and it was moving along, I was the greatest man since sliced bread. And then when the line went up, I became the Antichrist. And I hated and kill and murder and you and all and then... And, and I love you, and you're the father of my child, and then I'm going to kill you, and Hitler is better than you, and then back down and all the rest of it. And all I could set by that was saying, pain in childbirth. Make a note. Okay? Now, if you've never experienced that before, <laughs> it's coming. Okay? Why? The curse said there's going to be pain in childbirth. Guess what? I looked at this last week, right? You're going to work by your hands, uh, man, and everything you're going to do is going to be futile. Okay? And if you've been around long enough as a male, you can realize that everything you do is futile. I have to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. I remember I was riding an ambulance up in Denver, and I could tell the dates by who I was picking up. Okay. On the second was Social Security people. On the third was the Indian people. Okay, they were the ones, they got their Indian checks. Okay, and on the fourth was the disabled veterans. And you could mark it by those dates. The second, third, and fourth. Why? Because those were the ones who had received their federal money and um, had gotten blasted. They had gotten so wasted, uh, literally their lungs had passed out. Okay, and they smelled. All right? And it dawned on me, this is futile. You keep giving these people money, and and what do they do with it? Same thing over and over. Then it dawned on me when I paint things, when I dig things, when I build things, when I do this or I do that, what happens to it? Falls apart. I built houses. When I build a house, if nobody moves into the house, what happens to the house? No one ever goes into that house. You Make the perfect house. What happens to that house? How's come it gets dusty inside? What happened? Nobody's in there. How's come it got dusty? What happens if you leave the house alone, alone long enough? It falls apart. Okay? It's futility. 
Okay, do I need to express death? I mean, everybody here has had some taste or view of death. I mean, it may be on, on the news. It may be a loved one, an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, or something to that effect. So I look at this text here. It says she gave birth to Abel, and Abel was the keeper of flocks, but Cain was the tiller of the ground. Okay, now I want to show you something here because there's a vanity that Abel's name brings about, but she believes that Cain is the Savior. The Cain will be the redeeming factor. Okay? So you have a, fl- a farmer and you have a rancher. And let me show you something here. Look at verse 3. This is curious to me. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Okay? Who is Cain? Firstborn. Okay? Do you see what just happened there? There is already in verse 3 of chapter 4, God says, you better come to me. Okay? You need to be dependent on me. You need to come and give me offering. Okay? Penalty of sin is what? Death. How will I atone for that penalty? Something's going to die. Right? Remember? How did he clothe them? Some animal just said, here, take my hide. No, God said an animal's dead and you're covered. Where did it start? Genesis 3. Genesis 3. Abel, on his part, verse 4, brought the firstlings of his flock. Do you understand what that is, right? Okay, he brought his best. Okay, what did he bring? Well, he says here that the fat portions. Okay, now, I don't need to get graphic about that, but I'm sure that the little little buggers didn't say, here, take my fat portion. Right? Some animal said, you're a what? Do you see the difference? See the difference? Abel brought a blood sacrifice. Cain didn't. Okay, what was God demanding? Right out of the garden. The atonement for sin is shedding of blood. Right out of the garden. Okay, let me tell you something. It ain't changed. It has not changed. Okay, now I've had all kinds of people say, well, how did they, you know what? Who was their daddy? Adam. And Adam had to be able to look around and say, uh oh. I mean, remember, they got run out of the garden, and there's two angels, or an angel with fire, fiery sword saying, You ain't coming back in. Okay? So Adam is really aware of, hmm, 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 I kind of blew it. Right? So what's he share with his kids? You know what? When God says something, you probably ought to listen to him and we shouldn't really be messing with it. All right? Without this atoning thing, it ain't going to happen. But for Cain, verse 5, and for his offering, he had no regard. Who had no regard? Capital H, Yahweh had no regard. Why? Do you, oh, brothers and sisters, I really wish we would get a hold of this as body of believers today. 
God has no regard for an offering that has no sacrifice to it. And it started in Genesis 4. And it will roll all the way through the millennial kingdom. God looked at it and said, I got no regard for it. I got no regard for it. Why? It's no sacrifice. It didn't cost you anything, Cain. Let me ask you a question. Has God changed? When we come to the Lord, what does He require? What is your act of worship? Okay, look what He says. He had no regard for it, so Cain became what? Angry and his countenance fell. All kinds of weird stuff I've heard about his countenance and it means this and it means that. You know what? You could tell what he was thinking. Okay, I became angry and everybody could look at me and say I was angry. Okay, you ever seen them kind of people? Well, I'm not mad. You look mad, but I'm not. So shut up. Right? You've seen them. Leave me alone. Why? It was obvious that Cain was mad about this. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your countenance fallen? If you... Now look what... I want to show you something here because we talk about grace and mercy all the time. I always look at grace and mercy as the same sides of two coins. Okay, take one coin on one side is grace. I've been relieved from the penalty and... Mercy is now I've been relieved from the consequences. Okay. What's what verse 7 says? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? You know what he's saying, right? If you do what is right, won't this go away? Okay. And if you do not do well, guess what? Sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you. But you must master it. How? Do well. I'll restore it if you do well. But understand, it's right there and it's ready to pounce on you. It's right there. It's right there it says. Right there. It's just waiting. And all it's asking you is, do well. Do well. If you don't do well, you're going to be pounced on. Okay, look at verses 8 through 10. Basically, what we're looking at is Cain and his relatives. Cain told Abel, his brother, Okay, you see what the, how that ties together? Cain says, Abel, I was hanging out with God. We were talking. God's a little ticked off about my offering. That just, just really infuriates me. I mean, who does he think he is? Okay, I'm Cain. I'm the firstborn. And he tells me that if I don't change this and if I don't do this right, then sin's going to just pounce on me. 
What degree of sin does Cain and Abel know at this point? Abel doesn't know any. Cain has been warned. They both knew to come to the Lord, it takes sacrifice, the shedding of blood. And Cain told his brother, and it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against his Abel, his brother, and he killed him. Dude, that's some serious crouching going on there. Right? I mean, it ain't like, well, you know, that was that one brother in the Lord that I just kind of, you know, just like to slap the crap right out of him. Nope. That's his brother. God said, you know what? If you don't do this right, sin's going to pounce on you. Okay? And we look at that and we read that and say, well, you know, what does it mean it's going to pounce on it? To the point you'll murder. To the point you'll murder a sibling. Okay? That's why I call this uncivilization of Genesis. Because I'll what? You can see this whole thing roll now. Okay, we, we've listened to this. We've heard this. This is a Bible story. I heard about it. Okay, really? Do you know that right there, the civilization of humanity was based before the flood? Right there. Lamech. Who was his father? Cain. You know what he says? He says to his wives, Ada, Zella, listen to my voice, you wise of Lamech. Give heed to my speech. I have killed a man for wounding me and a boy for striking me. If Cain is avenged sevenfold, Lamech seventy sevenfold. That would be Genesis four twenty three and 24. It became something to boast of. Here's what Cain's response was when God confronted him. Verse 8. Cain told Abel his brother. And it came about when they were in the field. And Cain rose up against his brother, against Abel his brother, and he killed him. And the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Verse 10. He said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood in your hand. When you cultivate the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. You shall be a vagrant and a wanderer of the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is too great to bear. Ain't that typical? Okay, anybody who goes before the judge today, they said, how do you plead guilty or not guilty? What do they all say? Not guilty. guilty. Why? My lawyer said so. Are you guilty? Not guilty. Why? I never knew that the justice system was so corrupt. I have never in my life met a guilty person in jail, whether it's federal or state, local. Never have. They're all innocent. They're all framed. Okay, And you know what? I think about it and I think, you know what? That goes all the way back to Genesis 4. 
are where my brother is. Well, your ground's calling up your brother's blood. You will wander. You will never amount to nothing. That's too mean. You know what? God's mercy said, you know what? I'm going to let you live. I'm going to let you live. And you know what? Cain got the joy of seeing what he produced. Okay, you know what Cain did? This is too tough. Behold, you've driven me this day from the face of the ground, from, the, from your face. You, God, God, just because I killed my brother doesn't mean I need to be separated from you. I thought you were as a God of grace, God of mercy. I shall be hidden. I shall be a wanderer. And I'll be a vagrant on the earth. And it will come about that whoever finds me, they're going to kill me. See what his concern is? Not what he did, but he got caught. Okay? Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain's vengeance will be taken upon him sevenfold. And the Lord appointed a sign for Cain, so that no one finding him will slay him. Okay, now listen. It doesn't mean he put his little seal on him and said, Do not touch Cain. It meant that God said, I'm going to put my hand on you and nobody's going to kill you. You know, it's the same thing that you see when he says the Holy Spirit is given to you as a sign. You have been sealed. Nothing's going to happen to you except what I say happens to you. Same thing happened with Cain. It wasn't, he had the mark of Cain. It was like a tattoo. And I have watched people say, well, if you get a tattoo, that's like taking the mark of Cain. What? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in your life, my life. It basically is saying God has sealed him. Nobody can touch him. Okay, why? Because God says, I want you to be a vagrant and I want you to wander and I want you to watch what you reap. And he does. Look what it says. Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. He settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain had relations with his wife. They conceived and they gave birth to Enoch. And what happened? He what? He built a city. You know what that says? I'll fix it. I can fix it. You know, me and God had this little issue problem. This is Abel. Give me a break. He was a sheep herder. What does God know? Doesn't he understand that I was the firstborn? Doesn't he understand that my mom thinks that I am the redeemer? Doesn't he understand that? Let me show God how this works. I'll build a city. I'll build a city. Okay, now I want you... Ah, Tara, that's quantum physics there. I don't think you can do that. Look what he does. Now, Enoch was born, Erad, Erad, and they became the father of all them other weird names, the father of Methuselah uh, and Lamech. All right? Everybody says, well, why don't you teach the Old Testament? You ever tried to read these names? Okay? Lamech took for himself what? What happened? What happened? I'm going to build a city and I'm going to do it my way. And Lamech says, well, why would I have one wife when I can have two? And they're basically taking and thumbing their nose at God because he said, this is the way you'll worship. They said, we're not going to do it. Cain says, I ain't doing it that way. That just seems so 
An animal might have to die or something. And God said, without the shedding of blood, there will not be redemption of sin. Guess what? I ain't going to do it that way. I'm going to kick you out. All right? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build a city. And my son will do what? will begin to pervert what God has already established. What is it? A man and a woman. And the first son of Cain says, let's do it our way. Look what happens. He gave birth to Jabel and his father who's dwelt in the tents and had livestock. His brother had Jabel and his father. And just goes through there. He has these two wives. This is where he brags. You know what? Someone has... has wounded me and I killed that man, a boy I killed for striking me. If Cain is the avenger, okay, Cain's daddy and he avenged sevenfold. You know what that means? You know what the implication of that statement is? Cain didn't just kill Abel. That's the implication of that song. Read it. If Cain killed sevenfold, I'll kill Seventy-sevenfold. Okay, if Cain's vengeance was seven times, mine will be seventy-seven times. Okay, what is the implication there? Based on whose city? Okay. Now, do you understand what we're looking at? I'm not even, I'm looking at the first... Right out of the Garden of Eden. Do you see what rebellion does? It is bizarre. You can't grab it. Well, you know, God, that sounds kind of stupid. I'm just not going to do that. What happens? Floodgate. Poof. Isn't it? Okay, let me show you something else. Verse 25. Okay? The line of Seth. Adam had relations with his wife again. You know, if I was Adam by this point, (laughs) I'm going to go become a monk. (laughs) I'm just going to look at it and say, this just really isn't working out well. (laughs) Okay? Has wives again. At the birth of some, she named him what? And Seth means anointed. God has appointed me another offspring to take the place of Abel. For Cain killed him. And that's literally what it means. Seth means the anointed, basically replacement. Okay? Uh, When you start seeing Messiah, what do you see? What do you hear? It's a replacement. For who? You and me. Right? All right. To Seth... To him also a son was born, and they called him Enosh. The men were called upon. This is just a little phrase. It's the end of verse 26. I want you to look at it again. Okay, I just want you to read it. Just read it through briefly. Then men. Okay, do you understand what he just said? Up until this point, it hadn't happened. Okay, why? Cain had gone out, and he was his own man. I've got my own city. I have my own set of laws. I've got our own thing cooking here. I worship God as I deem necessary. And right now I'm kind of ticked off at God. We're doing our own thing. If I want to have more than one wife, I'll have more than one wife. I can do whatever I want to do. But it says here to Seth, 
To him also a son was born. Okay? And he called his name Enosh. And then this statement is made. Then, you understand what happened? Then, men what? Began to call upon the name of the Lord. Okay? Okay. Seth, a substitute for Abel. Verse 26. Men started coming back. To where? To their creator. Okay? They built a city. They did it their way. Everything was happening. Okay? It's working. Look at us. And what happens? It doesn't work. Chapter 5, 1 through 32. I'm going to go through this really quickly and, and be done with it. Next week, I'll give you a whole line of how these numbers all add up and who knew who and who was alive, wherever, uh, what was going on. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female. And he blessed them. And he named them man in the day when they were created. Okay? And when Adam had lived 130 years, he became father of a son in his own likeness according to his image. And he named him what? Well, what happened to Cain and Abel? Who does God remember? He'll tell you about Cain and Abel. But remember when... Cain brought his offering. God gave it no regard. It's an interesting phrase. We'll press on. I, I don't even want to think about 130 years and having a child. <laughs> I mean, there's a part of me looks at it and says, Oh my God, <laughs> how depressing would that be? <laughs> uh, anyway. You understand that the gene pool was a little thicker than it is today? Okay, I mean, it's, it's gotten thin. <laughs> thin. It's gotten shallow. <laughs> you know, it's gotten so shallow that you step into it, you can't get the bottoms of your feet wet. Anyway, here's what he says. Then the days of Adam, after he became the father of Seth, were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Okay, no, listen, if somebody fills up one of them little three-by-five cards... And says, who was Cain's wife? I'm slapping him. Okay? Because it said he knew his wife. Well, who was that? Some woman. Okay. Well, where did she come from? Hmm. I'll let you ponder it. Well, but, yeah, that don't even go there. So, anyway. So, all the days of Adam were 930 years, and he died. You know what God said? Penalty of sin is, see, bye-bye. Seth lived 105 years, and he became the father of Venish. I like that guy. Okay? Then Seth lived 807 years after he became the father of Enish, and he had other sons and daughters. 
I mean, I, you know, at least it wasn't a dull 800 years. So all the days of Seth were 912 years. Guess what? He died. Okay? Enos lived 90 years and became the father of Kenan. Enos lived 815 years and he became the father of Kenan and he had other sons and daughters. And so the days of Enosh were 905 years and he died. Kenan lived 70 years and became the father of Mahala. And when Kenan lived 840 years and he had become the father of Mahala, he had other sons and daughters. Okay, so you see what's going on here, right? It's getting crowded. <laughs> okay. So all the days of Kenan were 910 years. Mahalad lived 65 years, and he became the father of Jared. Mahalad lived 830 years after he became the father of Jared, and he had other sons and daughters. See what is going on here, huh? We've got lots of sons and daughters running around from all kinds of crazy people. And Mahalad lived 830 years, and he became the father of Jared. He had other sons and daughters. And so all the days of Mahalad were 890 years, and guess what? He died. Jared lived 162 years and became the father of Enoch. Okay? And when Jared lived 800 years after he became the father of Enoch, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were what? 962 years, and he died. Okay? Enoch lived sick. Now remember, it started out, the first line out of Seth said, we're going back to who? To God, they began to call on the Lord. Okay, then Enoch walked with the Lord 300 years, and he became the father of Methuselah, and he had sons and daughters, and so the days of Enoch were 335 years. Enoch walked with the Lord, and he was not, for God took him. I like that. He was, and then he was not. What does that mean? Beam me up, Scotty. Okay, Methuselah lived 180 years and became the father of Lamech. And then Methuselah lived 782 years after he was the father of Lamech and he had sons and daughters. So the days of Methuselah were 969 years and he died. Okay, now this is fascinating. I'll deal with this next week. But you need to understand what the name Methuselah means. I'll let you guys do your own work on it. Think about who is his father. Enoch. What happened to Enoch? (laughs) Yeah, he he wasn't. (laughs) He was cruising along and then he wasn't. Okay? It's key. Because in the Hebrew it doesn't say he. He died. He just was and then he wasn't. Okay? His son, who? Methuselah was the oldest. Okay, oldest man to ever live. At his death, does anybody know what happened? No. Yeah, at Methuselah's death, he died. Okay, anybody know? There was a preacher. Noah, who preached for 120 years. Said God's coming and he's not real happy. Okay, you don't know what Methuselah means? I'll let you check it out. Let's move on. 
Methuselah lived uh, 982 years and he had sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years. He died. Lamech lived 182 years and became the father of a son. And now he named his, and, and he called his name what? Noah, saying, This one shall give us rest from our work and from the toil of our hands, raising from the ground which the Lord has cursed. Give us rest. Uh, yeah, he will. Okay. The rest is a great big box. Anyway, Lamech lived 595 years after he became the father of Noah. He had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. Noah lived 500, and, uh, 500 years old and Noah had became the father of... Now this is interesting. Okay, Remember, all up to this point, they only gave the firstborn. Right? Except for Noah. And it says Noah had some children. Okay? Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. Got it? Now, I want you to think about something. Who was the father of these people that I just run through? Seth. Seth. Okay? Whose father was... Adam. Okay, now keep that in mind as you continue to go through this book. Okay, because next week I'm going to look and show you what the causes of the flood are. All right? Because there's a cause to it. No, it ain't demons coming down having sex with women. I heard people say that. Well, they were procreating with women and they were making. I was like, really? No. The problem was the line of. Cain, the line of Cain, okay, because they had gotten into a little bit of a habit, all right, when I get mad at you, I'll kill you, okay, and he took that to a city, and what do you suppose the city reproduced, make me mad, I'll kill you. Okay, so who was in control of the judicial system? Man was. And you want to watch God consistently through Scripture judge quickly? Put a government that is unjust in. And God's going to judge quickly. Okay, I, uh, listen, look at the history of Israel. They, these people were taking their babies and offering them over in Gehenna, the Valley of Hinnom, as they would throw them off a cliff to Moloch. Please hear, did you hear what I, who I said was doing that? The Jews were doing it, and they were inside of the Temple Mound. The Temple was sitting up there. And they would take their babies and they would throw them off the cliff as an offering to Moloch. And God was patient. And you just sit there and go, oh, wait a minute, that's like idolatry to the tenth power. And he said, no. But as soon as the government brought injustice in, God said, enough is enough. And he dealt with them. And that goes all the way back to the line of Cain. Okay, remember Seth's line. Okay, were the men who turned to God. 
Now listen, they weren't right in all the things that they did. I don't want, I'm not, they were these very, very righteous, godly people. Okay, but I do want you to understand that. They had turned to God. Before that time, you had the line of Cain, and what were they doing? Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. And that's what they were doing, right? Right? And how did it start? I will not receive that offering. It is not a sacrifice to, for you. I will not receive it. Okay? That is an awful lot of stuff. I'll try to get it condensed for you next week so you can see the overlapping of the chronology because there is a pattern to it and there's a reason for it. Let's pray. Father, I give you the praise for your word. Father, I thank you that uh, you have drawn men and that men will draw to you um, in your timing, in your purpose, in your will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so, so much. I praise you for the amazing things you do. Father, I thank you for drawing us together tonight that we can worship in the spirit and the truth. Father, I just pray that you'll continue to help us to grow, to show us these amazing things. And Lord, uh, I just praise you. I just praise you. Father, help us. Help us to stand in faith to your glory and praise. Amen.